The question is this. How are bikini pros of the IFBB, like us, who train, diet, manage a family, kids, full-time job, relationships, trying to succeed in our fitness journey, make it through the day, get it all done, master the stage, and still walk away humble and healthier than when we started? Finding ways to inspire others everywhere we go. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Cheryl Spangler, and welcome to Pro Bikini Insider, Secrets of the Fit Life. Hey there, bikini pros. I want to talk today about my keto diet experience. (laughs) First of all, I have spent, like you, probably, the last four to six years on and off, more on than off, the Bikini Pro Diet. And even my off-season was regulated and restricted and monitored. Every two weeks, I sent in photos. So obviously, you're not going to overload on sugar and carbs and crazy stuff. And we get in this habit as Bikini Pros and always vying for the stage that we keep a low-fat you know, but moderate fat, right? Because we got to have enough, got to have at least 18 to 20 grams per day to keep our brain functioning. But we have a moderate fat intake and a low, low and complex and, and simple carb diet like sweet potato and white rice. And, you know, people get creative. I stuck to the basic stuff. Um, but it's in moderation and it's like a fourth cup or half a cup of rice, let's say maybe twice a day. And that's it. I mean, you're not. And so your carbs are kind of low. Your fat is kind of low always. I mean, you're never overdoing the fat, right? We're super fat conscious. We try to lose fat. We monitor our body fat. We get our body fat checked. We're all, you know, not all of us, but most of us, especially the guys but and, and the girls, what body fat percentage am I at on stage? What am I at two months later? What am I at four months before stage? Like I monitored that because I just like to know. I liked to know how my body fat and lean muscle mass index changed. For example, in 2017, in February, I was like at 110 pounds of lean muscle. And so I knew the rest was fat. And I think I went on stage in the beginning of 2017 with like 13.9% body fat, I think, or it might've been like 12.9, but I know it wasn't less than that. And so then when I went on stage in the same February of 2018, I was basically... 117 pound lean body, uh, lean muscle. So I had gained seven pounds of muscle in one year and the rest was fat. And I went on stage at about 9% body fat, which was like, wow. So we're always monitoring this. And so when I decided I wasn't going to compete anymore, which was just this past August, 2018, um, about a month later, my daughter's in high school, college, high school. She's 15. She's going to college half the morning and then high school the second half. And basically, they had, this, they had to do this elaborate report 
and every child in the class had to pick a fad diet. And so she picked keto diet. And I'm familiar with the diet only that my nephew lost 55 pounds in two months on the keto diet. And I was like, whoa. But I never really investigated or Googled it and like looked at all the intricacies of like exactly what you can eat and what you can't eat. So when my daughter came home and this report she did, she went in that day and gave the report, had spent a couple weeks figuring out all the stuff about keto diet. And sorry, that's my dog in the background. And uh, so she's like, I'm going on the keto diet. And I was like, I'll go on it with you <laughs> because I want to support her. And I have never allowed myself to eat a lot of fat. So I was like, well, I'm going to go on this diet because number one, like she's always been the person that has supported my dieting and throwing stuff out of the kitchen and limiting our food. And my son and my daughter basically have had to cook their own meals. Like all this time, I ended up buying into Home Chef. We tried HelloFresh. We've tried everything where I didn't have to cook, but they still got decent meals. And so she's like, I'm going on this diet and I'm sticking to it and I want to lose, you know, five to seven to eight pounds, maybe even 10 pounds. Is she overweight? No, but she wanted to go on this diet and I thought I'm going to support you. So I just decided I would go on it. So we start looking into it and we download all this information. And so according to the calculation, I was supposed to eat based on my current height, weight and age, uh, 170 grams of fat a day. I don't even know how I was going to get all that in and, or what I would even eat. Cause I stay away from fatty foods, right? If it's, if it's high in fat, no, you know, and, and then also no more than 20 carbs a day and literally no sugar. If you can, if you can do it, but what I realized, oh, here's what I learned. So I did it for 14 days and I lost five pounds and it worked. It was crazy, but it worked. Now, did I take in 170 grams of fat? No. I mean, I tried. We ended up even creating this, these fat bombs, we called them. It was like we couldn't even find food that had that much fat in it. But of course, we were taking in like no more than 20 carbs. And even then, some days it was like 10. 20 carbs only. Now, if you Google keto diet, it'll say you can have anywhere from 50 to 100 carbs. But of course, what do I do? I go, we go, go extreme. So what can, what, what can take 20 carbs? Well, you'd be surprised. What creamer do you use in your coffee? Vegetables alone are like, obviously we know this from dieting with bikini, they're high in carbs. Anything other than green vegetables are too high in carbs to have on this diet. No carrots, no corn, you know, even the red and yellow peppers are higher than the greens. So stick to leafy green vegetables Brussels sprouts, of course, being the highest green vegetable carb, it's like five to six grams of carb per cup or half a cup. Every other, so you got to stick to asparagus, broccoli, lettuce, lots of lettuce, spinach, you know, kale, anything that's leafy green or broccoli and asparagus because anything else is going to. So you get your carbs from vegetables and then you eat some protein, but not excessive amounts, and you eat a lot of fat. So here are things that I ate. I had bacon at least once a day, which I never ate bacon, ever ate bacon. In fact, I would refuse to buy bacon because I was like, that's disgusting. We're not, we don't buy that. 
So I had bacon every single day. One day, (laughs) I had bacon three times. I know, it was like, oh my God. And cheese, I normally don't eat cheese because it's dairy and of course it's high in fat. But I ate cheese, a lot of cheese. Now I didn't eat those mozzarella cheese sticks. I hate those, you know, like kid stuff. But I had cheese on lots of things. So breakfast was like two regular eggs. Okay, people, I know we're like egg white, egg white, egg white, right? Bikini bros, we stay away from everything fat. Two regular eggs and bacon and avocado. And that was lots of high fat, no sugar, no carbs. And lunch was like, you know, some days I didn't even eat lunch, but I would have um, some tuna fish and mayonnaise because high in fat and vegetables or smoked salmon and cream cheese. All the things you actually love that you stay away from. You're like, oh, that's high in fat. And then sometimes at the end of the day, I'd still end up with like 70 grams debt. Like I still needed more fat, like technically to function where your body is literally using that fat as fuel and energy. And if you don't have enough, you're lethargic, you're slow, you're foggy. It's the same as going on some of our diets. But in our case, you know, we would just do like no carb. This is no carb, no sugar. You go into everything in your refrigerator right now and you look at the ingredients and you'll find sugar in it. What I learned was that this may sound simple, but fat is not bad. I know that we know fat is not bad, but I'm telling you that fat is not bad. And I am more concerned about the sugar. And we know this after a competition, the last thing you should eat, the very last thing you should eat is something of dairy, especially dairy, and sugar desserts, chocolate sugar desserts. I mean, go have dessert, like apple pie or something and cherry pie, but just not this this donut crap and, and sugar, sugar, sugar. So this past two weeks, I've literally taken in almost no sugar. And I've, you know, I've obviously seen like water retention go down. Not that I had water retention, but just in general, you tighten up. And, and just the watching of the, of the labels and seeing what has four, five, seven, nine grams of sugar that you never thought had it. Obviously, like, dressings have sugar. I mean, ketchup, we already know. And I'm a ketchup freak. And so I always buy the no-sugar ketchup. Um, I just didn't have condiments. And again, it's like no condiments, right? But the difference was I was eating, like, this excessive... So anyway, let me tell you about these fat bombs. (laughs) We couldn't get enough fat in, no matter what we were eating. So we created these things that we would eat when we were, like, like our... You know, when you're in ketosis, you feel it in your legs and your knees. I know that when you're in peak week, you feel this probably for just a couple days, but we feel it every day, every day, morning and night. And it's like, you feel it in your knees. It's like this weird feeling from the bone in the bone out. Like it's, it's like this pulling from the inside out where your body is literally burning the fat off your body for energy. And these fat bombs are made, we made them with cream cheese, uh, heavy whipping cream, some cocoa to just add some chocolate taste, and uh, what else did we put in there? Oh, coconut oil. And we would make little balls and put them in the freezer, and then when you needed something at night instead of dessert, you would eat like this. We call it a fat bomb. 
which I would have never done in my lifetime. Anything that is called something fat, I would stay away from. And now it's been two weeks that I'm down five pounds. And I just realized that you can eat excessive fat and still lose weight. It is, the reason it is not a maintainable diet is because now I'm going back. Well, first of all, I'm forever changed just in two weeks on sugar. Now, I know we know about sugar because our coaches are like, don't eat sugar, don't eat sugar, don't eat sugar. But the thing is, you still aren't looking at the certain ingredients. As a bikini pro, you're literally just following the diet that you're given by your coach. You don't necessarily go to the grocery store and look at all the ingredients of everything. You just don't eat it. But for me, it was like, well, I need to figure out, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? And it eliminated me. I was not able to eat out practically at all unless I went out for breakfast and had like sunny side up eggs and bacon and side of avocado. But otherwise it was like for, for lunch and dinner, you're paying $20 for a meal, $10 for a meal. And three fourths of the meal you buy at a restaurant is high in carb. It's bread. You know, it's like pasta. It's like potatoes, potatoes, like the carb choices at restaurants is almost insane. And as well as like all the meals that you would fix, because you try to say to yourself, well, without overdoing the protein, because that actually is detrimental to the keto diet, you have to stay on moderate protein. Moderate protein for me, according to my calculation on the keto diet, was 70 grams a day. Well, when you're bodybuilding, I think I was eating like 170 grams a day. So the whole mind shift was chill on the protein, just get some. Way overboard on the fat, no carbs, and no sugar. And so sometimes we go on these diets that are like low carb, but we aren't necessarily going to no sugar at the same time. And when you eliminate both, you practically eliminate every food out there, which makes you analyze all the food in general and say, what are they doing? Like they're killing us with this stuff. Like every aisle, every checkout, every handout, every goodie, my, my daughter at school, when they do a good job, when they get a good grade, what do they do? The teachers have bags and buckets of candy bars and they throw a candy bar at them. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, what about diabetics? And the diabetes is like the worst it's ever been in the history of the world in almost every country. And it's because sugar is not an enemy, but we are overloaded. So on this diet, I realized that, you know, eating even moderate amounts of fat and carbs and sugar in one day, of course our bodies can't handle it. Of course they're like, store it, pack it on, because there's nothing else to do with it. Simply because there's so much sugar in practically everything you put in your mouth, even natural sugars by fruit. Fruit was off limits on this diet. That you can't, you can't handle it. So what is a balanced diet? You know, low sugar, look at everything, low carb, eat it, but you know, not for every meal. And, and moderate fat and don't be afraid of the fat. And so I came up with a lot of interesting recipes, you know, instead of bread on a hamburger, I wrapped it in lettuce and basically um, made this cauliflower flatbread. And it was like I mixed cauliflower, 
three eggs and um, Parmesan cheese together and mushed it down onto a pan to make like a flatbread, baked it in the oven, and you could technically then put um, pesto sauce or, or tomato sauce. Prefer pesto because tomato sauce has sugar in it actually. And pesto sauce and then like maybe some chicken and mozzarella. So you end up with, you, you wanna make a pizza that has no carb, do cauliflower, egg, and Parmesan cheese, flatten it on a pan, bake it in the oven, and then put some mozzarella and pesto sauce and chicken on it. It's amazing. And, you know, there's just a lot of things you can do instead of bread. So now I'm, I'm technically off the diet, but I still find myself only eating carbs for one meal of the day and keeping it limited. And I just, I don't, you know, that is my experience. And if anyone wants to lose weight and try something new and and you're not competing or prepping, I would recommend trying the keto diet for two weeks simply because all the time and all the years that you're prepping, you do not allow yourself to eat high fat foods. I know you don't because I don't. Unless you go binge on a bunch of sugar desserts, which is really technically not necessarily a bunch of high fat foods. I mean, they have fat, but it's more like high sugar foods. Allow yourself for two weeks to eat fattening food and literally lose weight at the same time. But you got to keep the sugar and carbs out. And so it was a really neat experience because I got to eat a lot of foods that I've never allowed myself to eat. And I've had plenty now. Now I'm back to a balanced diet. And that to me means keeping the carbs to one meal a day. That's what I need to do because that's how I feel like I can, I don't like to spread it out. And, you know, we also did learn prepping for bikini that you're not supposed to have carb and protein and vegetable all in one meal anyway. Your body needs time to process different types of foods. So keep the protein and vegetable together. And if you want carb, fine, have it. But don't, don't like have it all three. I mean, you go to a restaurant and it's like, Here's your large portion of carbs. Here's your big vegetable. Here's your big meat. Like your body's trying to like break down all that protein and process all those carbs and process all that sugar all at the same time. And so it's really challenging and you just don't realize like how much pressure we're putting on our body to do something with all this food. And then we wonder like, why is my, why are my hips getting fat? Why am I getting weight? Well, I mean, had to put it somewhere. You're literally overdosing on stuff and you don't even realize it because every tiny little thing you put in your mouth has some type of sugar and carb, even the vegetables. So try the keto diet if you want. Allow yourself the freedom to eat fatty foods and feel amazing doing it. Enjoy them without being feeling guilty or, you know, you know, tearing yourself apart. And lose weight in the process. And then after two weeks, just assess what you've learned and go back to your balanced diet because I think this is something that needs to be short-term because although I never once craved sugar during this two weeks, I did not crave sugar after the first three days. Just the same as your bikini prep. I mean, once you get to the point, well, I don't know. I kind of did always crave a cheat meal which always bothered me because the more I craved it, the more I, you know, obsessed over it in any way, the more I knew once I allowed myself to have it that I would overeat on it. And I don't like that. So I just noticed on this diet, 
I did not crave sugar at all after the first three days. None. I didn't have any desire for it. I did not think about how I wanted dessert. I didn't smell desserts and want them. I didn't. So that's one difference. I was just eating enough fat, I guess. And um, so if anyone has tried the keto diet and you listen to this podcast and you have another experience other than what I had or some cool recipes or anything you want to share, comment, 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 connect with me on Instagram and make a comment on that. I'm going to be posting it on my Instagram and on my Facebook page, Cheryl Spangler Fit, and I would love to connect with everyone. I like to try new things. I like to stick with them hardcore for a period of time and see results and then kind of assess and review and share because I've learned things just in this two weeks that I didn't learn the entire time I was doing uh, bikini prep and I think it was pretty cool. So my daughter's still on it. She's got a couple more pounds to lose, but I am just sticking to a low carb, low sugar diet and balanced and working out and lots of walking. So see ya. And hey, don't forget, connect with me on Instagram, Cheryl Spangler Fit, and say hi. Hi.